podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the moment of the evening every K-State fan enjoys. Settle down and pour a whiskey, crack open a LaCroix. Please put your hands together and make a little noise for your favorite Wildcatters, the handsome Bosco boys. Before we get started on a very special episode of Bosco's Boys, y'all know it. We have to talk about our great sponsors real quick. We are in the big leagues. You guys know it's SeatGeek. It is the number one spot to buy tickets if you are a sports fan. And guess what? They have concerts and shows too. If you're in the Kansas City area, Hamilton's coming to town. You got the Royals sporting Kansas City and a bunch of concerts that I don't really know about because I'm not into live music. That is what it is. Their app scans the web for all the best deals. They put together close to 12 different sites. They grade your deals between 0 to 10 so you know if you're getting a good deal. If you use our promo code ACAA, you're getting 20 bucks off your first purchase. That's enough for a couple beers almost anywhere you go except for Arrowhead Stadium. So remember, that's promo code ACAA over at SeatGeek. Our second sponsor, you know them, you love them. They've been riding with us forever. MyBookie, using promo code BOYS, that is B-O-Y-S, you're getting a 50% deposit bonus for all your gambling needs. Time to build that bankroll before college football season starts. Baseball's out there. You know we love soccer. Some people like horse racing, not for me, but, you know, that's going on this summer too. So let's get into a very special show. Thank you to MyBookie and SeatGeek for sponsoring us. So last year, all the long-term boneheads remember we had Dad Pod. Well, guess what? It was Mother's Day this past weekend. I'm recording this the day before Mother's Day, and it is with my beautiful, wonderful, best mom in the world, Cinny. Mom, welcome to the show. I'm excited to be here, honey. Thanks for having me. Yes, it is a very special show. We're going to call this Mom Pod 2.0. We're doing things a little different from what we did for the Dad Pod. First, we're going to start off with my mom. Then we're going to kick it over to Grant, where he is with his mom. So we're, we're trying a little split show here. So if uh, folks like this format, uh, let us know, because you know hopefully this pod will be going on for a while, and we'll have a couple mom pods. I hope so. You got to earn your recurring guest koozie. That's what I'm working for. <laughs> so... We're going to hop in. Um, you know, this is going to be a little different. You know, there's going to be some K-State talk, uh, but, you know, we're, we're not going to talk about, you know, Skylar Thompson and Courtney Messingham's offense or anything quite like that. This is going to be a more fun show, and I hope the Boneheads come away from this episode uh, getting to know Grant and I a little better and the great women that raised us. So uh, we're going to kick it off. You know, you definitely were not a typical a girl of your era, you were always into sports. Tell me a couple stories about uh, being a sports fan early on in your childhood. Well, my parents were always KU football and basketball fans, season ticket holders. So when I was young, we would always go to the uh, preseason KU games, not the big 12 games or the big eight games. We'd sit in the end zone all by ourselves. All the kids would sit there. The parents would go to their respective seats. All the kids kind of like to run around and in the end zone. I kind of like to watch the game. 
my dad never had a boy, and so I was kind of his boy. I always loved football, basketball, not so much baseball, but I've gone since I was a young girl. So you, the cat's out of the bag, and I think I've mentioned it on the show before, so it's not too surprising, but you grew up a KU fan. Well, this is a K-State fans podcast, so I will ask, what were your earliest memories of K-State? Well, there were a couple of uh, kids that went to K-State. My dad was always under the pre- pretense that if KU was not playing K-State, he always wanted K-State to win. He was not one of those KU people that wanted K-State to lose at every turn. So we grew up, of course, KU fans first, but he was always K-State second, and then Kansas, then the Big Eight. So we didn't grow up with um, hatred for K-State like some KU fans do and, and vice versa. So you grew up KU fan. You eventually go to school at KU, and I can't I can't remember if I've mentioned this on the podcast or not, but you actually got to be the Baby J mascot while you were at KU. Walk the fans through the process of becoming a mascot back in that day and age, and do you have any good stories from your time as the Baby J? Well, I'd actually tried out for Pom Pom Girl, and I did not make it. I was too short, and... Um, So I was a little devastated, always wanting to be a pom-pom girl. Then the baby Jayhawk decided to get married uh, in the summer. One of the judges called my father, who had seen me try out for pom-pom girl, and asked if I would be interested in trying out for the baby Jayhawk. So after some thought, I said, yes, you had to be under five foot. You had to fit into the costume because there was only one, and it was made out of paper mache. There, everything, all the baby Jayhawks wore the same thing. There was two of us. One would do the pregame up until about halftime and then change clothes and, and the other one would do halftime to the end of the game. It was very hot and it was very heavy. And I usually lost about five pounds a game. But the best part of it was at the very end of the game, if you were doing the second part, there was a bar in the, in the, Uh, locker room, I guess, and you would go and you'd kind of hang there to kind of get your back back in order and watch all the players come in. And that was really cool. And I think they won a little bit more back in that day. They did. My freshman year, we had Nolan Cromwell. He was uh, not only a great football player, but a real good looking guy too. (laughs) Then Oklahoma cheap shot at him and took him out for the rest of the season um, the year I was the baby Jayhawk, I can't remember what the what the record was, but I think they were okay. Well, I mean, given the, the <laughs> current state, okay. Yeah, <laughs> they're better than they were, you know, last year or the year before. Let's put it like that. Yep. So eventually, you end up meeting, you know, the best guy I know, Dad. You bet. You know, reoccurring guest Kevin. So. Uh, you eventually marry him and you start getting indoctored a little bit into creating a house divided. Um, we talked, we, I heard some funny stories last night about the early days of uh, the creating of the house divided. Do you want to share some of the early trials and tribulations of dating, becoming engaged, and then marrying a wildcat? Well, um, I think the first thing I can remember is 
Daddy and I going to the KUK State game. We were married September 16th, and the game was in October, so we hadn't even been married a month. Kevin, if you don't know, is colorblind, um, so when we were getting ready for the game, he had a blue polo shirt and a purple polo shirt, and he said to me, honey, which one's the purple one? And I handed him the blue one, which he <laughs> proudly put on, and we headed to Manhattan <clears throat> to meet up with Arvid, my father-in-law, and he looked at Kevin and he said, son, why are you wearing a blue shirt? And Kevin said, no, dad, this is purple. And Arvid said, no, son, that is blue. And he kind of looked at me. And um, after that, when we came home, he put a B in the shirt of the blue one and a P in the shirt of the purple one. So he was not to make that mistake again. Man, I could only imagine granddad's face when he saw <laughs> dad getting out of the car wearing blue. And man, you know, that's a that's a funny joke, but that's pretty cold. I'm sorry. You know, I didn't do it again. <laughs> <laughs> so that game, I believe you also told a, an interesting story about how dad reacted when you were cheering for what was the eventual KU game winning touchdown. Yes, I've always been a sports fan, as we've said, and. Tony Sands was running down the field, getting ready to score a touchdown, and I was jumping up and down, and I kind of lost my balance, and I reached for Daddy to grab me, and he kind of blew his arm around, and there I was kind of flinging. If it wouldn't have been for Roger behind us, I might have fallen down a couple of flights of <laughs> stairs in Bill's family Snyder Stadium, but I guess it wasn't called that back then. No, I believe it was KSU Stadium back then, and... That's a uh, funny visual because I've seen you get excited. And luckily, I don't think I've been around you for awfully too many KUK State games. So I uh, I probably would have a similar reaction if I would have, though. I'm sure you would have. You're your father's son, that's for sure. Yep. And I think there was one more story that he wanted you to recall. I think he lost a bet maybe the next year. Yes, this is the next year. And we're playing in Lawrence that year. And we decided that whoever's team lost would have to wear the sweatshirt of uh, the winning team's sweatshirt. And, of course, KU won again. And so Daddy had to wear a, a sweatshirt that said Beacom Hawks holding a card that had the score on it. And there's a picture of it floating around somewhere. And his hands seemed to be in a not very nice position as he was holding the card with the score on it. Yeah, he was flipping the bird. So if we have a, ever find that picture, I might have to put it out on Twitter for the uh, boneheads to see. Um, luckily for K-State fans, KU did not win that many more football games after that little run. Well, that's, that's <laughs> true. But, you know, you always have to reach back for history to find a little happiness in KU football. Yes, and, you know, those are, those are fun stories. I'm just glad they turned it around right before I came into the world. So uh, let's, you know, fast forward to it. You know, eventually you had two beautiful kids, uh, Alan, who, you know, has also been on the show. So we're finally getting you. So you're the final member of the show, family to get on than myself. So uh, being in a house divided, how did you guys decide to go about bringing us up and our eventual fandoms? We decided that we would let you guys decide, 
when you were little, you both had KU and K-State gear. You gravitated towards K-State rather early on. Um, we were those parents that took you to a K-State football game before you were even one. Um, I shudder now that I did that, but it was very hot. We took you, I sat under a tree for most of the game, but you seemed to like it even at the young age of seven months probably or so. Um, and we just, we just let you guys do it. I think that uh, my family being all KU and, and daddy's family being all K-State, um, the grandparents would lean more to their one school, but daddy and I tried to keep it so that you and your brother could choose. And um, I knew by the time you were probably in kindergarten where you were going. Your brother, I wasn't quite sure about. He went back and forth. Well, and also, you know, I, I have to take a dig at Alan. Alan listens to the show, so I'm sure he's going to text me after he hears this. He's a K-State graduate, so even though he decides he's still a KU fan, fact of the matter is is there's only one place where his name is written written in the scrolls, and it's K-State, so uh, I'll always give him trouble for that. Is there any one moment? Dad seemed a little bit more sure of this than you did when we were talking last night, but is there anything that you think just was the turning point when it came for me? Well, I kind of do. When you were young, I did work part-time, and you did have a babysitter who was quite a KU fan. She made the mention to me one time that if I brought you over in purple, she was not going to feed you. And that kind of upset me. And I think that's when you kind of thought to yourself, wow, if she's not gonna feed me if I'm wearing purple, what's wrong? So I kind of think that might've been the start of you seeing the not so good side of a KU fan and kind of pushed you over to the to the purple side. Well, you know, I wouldn't have had it any other way. You know, I was adversarial all the way back then. I think it uh, fits my current, what I turned into. So I, I, I won't turn away from a good fight. <laughs> That's, that goes without saying. <laughs> yeah. And luckily we won't, we won't rehash uh, any fights you and I have had. We'll, uh, we'll save that for another time. Uh, so, Let's get into it. We had a great time chatting about this last night, but what are some of your earliest and fondest memories of me as a K-State fan? Well, there were there were a few. Um, I think the first one would probably have been a K-State-Iowa State game when you and Daddy went, and it had to have been in November or December, and it was freezing cold and snow and ice, and I didn't think you should go, but you all went. You sat in the end zone. Daddy wanted to leave, and you threw a fit. I think you stayed the entire game, and you came home two frozen popsicles. That's when we knew we were never going to get you out of a game, no matter what the weather was. So as we grew a little older, and, and I didn't want to go to all the freezing games, you'd always go with Daddy, and Daddy loved it, so... <laughs> That was fine. And I think also at that game, we were talking about how you got upset at the Cyclone mascot. Yeah, he was picking on Willie. Yeah, he was harassing. And that might have been the start of your love for Iowa State. And then I think you guys said that Willie took down the bird, which, you know, you thought was grand and probably cheered him on. Oh, I loved it. I, I still love all the mascot skits. I that what used to be one of my favorite things at K-State games and then even getting to go to Chiefs games, KC Wolf, you know, 
You know me. I was I always loved the mascot. One uh, moment that I I remember, and we, we you love to give me crap about this. Back in two thousand and three, I was playing NKFL football here in Topeka for uh, the Warriors. I think uh, shout out to Rick Presgrove if you ever listen to this. He was a uh, our coach, we ran the single wing offense and we, no one could understand what we were doing, but we kicked some butt that year. But uh, before one of those games, sadly, was one of the most infamous losses in K-State football lore. 2003, L. Roberson goes down, we lose to Marshall at home. And uh, what was my reaction when we lost that game? It was pitiful. <laughs> um, you were dressed, we were getting ready to go. We were watching, must have watched the game or listened to the game, but you had on all your football gear. And when they lost, you threw yourself on the floor and started crying like a girl. And I <laughs> looked at you and I said, get up. Football players don't cry when they lose. And you just kind of looked at me and you were on the floor for a while. Then you finally gathered it together and got yourself up. We headed off to the football game and your football game. And I think you guys probably won. Yeah, and I was 11 or 12, so I'm not proud about how old I actually am in that story about how it how it went bad. Yes, it was terrible. I've never seen such a scene. It was just ridiculous. Uh, one bone I have to pick uh, with you when we're recounting times as a K-State fan, you mentioned how, you know, back in, it was probably the mid-90s, you let Dad and I go to that K-State-Iowa State game. But I'll never forget the game you didn't let us go to. It was the 2000 game versus Nebraska, which is one of the you know greatest games K State history. Uh, you put your foot down and you would not let Dad and I go. Do you want to try to defend yourself? Well, if there was ice on the road, I didn't want to lose my husband and my oldest son. I didn't think a football game was worth that, but I just can't recall exactly why it was I didn't want. You well, guys to there go was some sleet and weather and all that type of stuff. So uh, I'll always remember that and be disappointed but I do want to bring up something that does paint you in a little bit better light and I do have to give a shout out to my aunt Julie who I think it was it was either for my birthday or you might have traded her a Missouri ticket for it but as you mentioned you your Al uh, Pa he had KU basketball season tickets for the longest time and then it got to a point where you and your sisters all had a ticket with him as well and it was the year Jim Woldridge pulled off the improbable upset in Allen Fieldhouse, and I got to go to that game. And, and I will say that during that game, you were not uh, nearly as an obnoxious KU fan as I think uh, sometimes you can be, and I sure appreciate that because it's one of my most fond memories. And honestly, if I had to rank basketball games I've gotten to witness in person, that's probably one of the top games. I remember that game. I remember I did have to give up the Missouri game, but that was fine because I wanted you to go to Allen Fieldhouse and see your team. And I remember towards, there was just a smattering of K-State fans around, but of course you were dressed in your purple, which was fine. Um, getting towards the end of the game, you were so excited. And I thought to myself, okay, he is so excited. I don't even want my team to win. I want him to keep this excitement. So very end of the game, there was probably a minute left and you're high-fiving, you know, air high-fiving other K-State fans in the stadium. And we did lose that game. You won that game. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, you were really happy on the way home. 
I can't, there was Pa, you, me, and probably your Aunt Susan. Mm -hmm. And thankfully, Pa and Susan let you have your day in the sun. Although I, I will say, as we were on the concourse, some dude hit me in the back of the head with a half full Sprite bottle. You guys were up ahead a little bit because I was going back to high five those K-State fans. I got bonked in the head with the Sprite bottle and I was a little disoriented and then I had to catch up with you guys. <laughs> if Paul would have known that, he would have taken down the guy. <laughs> he, he probably would have. That's that's one of uh, my most fond memories. And then, you know, I, I also always enjoyed that uh, once I started going to K-State and Alan did and dad kept uh, – you know, granddad's football tickets that you decided you were going to start coming to K-State football games so you could see us on the weekends when we were back in college. That's right. If I wanted to see you, I'd stand up at halftime and have $20 in my pocket for both of you. So you guys would come over, give me a hug, take your $20, <laughs> and at least I got to see you for a little bit. Yes, and, and those were fun. And, you know, then you also got to experience the uh, football group that are very interesting in that section well yeah granddad had those seats forever and there's so we know everybody in the section and um they're nice to me during KUK state games and but i learned to be quiet as well um not like that first year so i also didn't have much to cheer for for most no, of those games yeah, no of course we didn't um bless their hearts they were just horrible if you could have mustered up the cold <laughs> this past year, you could have at least seen a close game. Well, no, if I'm too old for the cold now, <laughs> I'll watch it on TV um, and let you guys all enjoy it. Well, uh, I'll move on from the memories part of this. Um, the last big question I have to ask you is, uh, how did you find out about this podcast and when did you start listening? What were your thoughts? Because uh, I don't believe I just called you and dad up and said, Hey, Grant and I are starting this K-State sports podcast. I don't even think you guys originally found out from me. No, I don't remember exactly how we found out. I think it was from Shelly in the Dillons saying, Hey, have you listened to the boys podcast? And I'm kind of like in the dark and Kevin's kind of in the dark. And she says, Oh yeah, Grant and Scott have done this podcast. You should really listen to it. And I believe we came home, daddy called you and said, hey, what's up with this? And you were real nonchalant saying, oh yeah, Grant and I got together and, and we're doing this. And we thought, oh, well, that's fun. And look what it's turned into. So so what have your thoughts been when you've listened to it? Because uh, I think you can account once upon a time, I thought I wanted to be a you know, a play-by-play guy. And then I migrated into thinking I wanted to do sports talk. And then I decided, well, I just want to be a fan and make money. And get a real career, and now I'm doing this. Well, now you're doing both. You got a real job, and you got your fantasy job. I have to chuckle when I think about it. You had a sixth grade teacher, Marine Smith Hillis, who used to every morning let you get up in front of the class and give a little sports report. And when I heard about it, I said to her, I said, Maureen, what in the world are you doing? Why are you letting Scott do this? You know, you're just playing into him. And she looked at me and she said, Cindy, if I let Scott give a one minute sports cast every morning, then he's good the rest of the day. And I'm like, okay, that is a smart teacher. She was also a K-State fan, I might say. Yes, I believe her and I were very happy uh, friends after the 2003 
Big 12 championship game, and we had uh, Mr. Young. I don't know if you remember him. He was an Oklahoma fan, so he uh, came by the classroom that next day, and he, he, I think he was a very good sport. He let me and Miss Smith gloat a little bit before he scootered away. So <laughs> it, that was a sixth grade. That was a fun year, and it was a good time to be a Wildcat. It's always a good time to be a Wildcat. I have to say to you, thank you for coming on. Happy Mother's Day. I love you very much. I would not be the sports fan or K-State fan that I am because, you know, you and Dad gave Alan and I just amazing opportunities that not many kids get to go to all the sporting events. And, you know, dad would take us to Bramlage and KSU stadium and you would take us to KU football and basketball games. Cause you know what? I, I could, I actually recall a, fun, a handful of really fun KU football games that you took me to back in the day. So uh, being able to experience all we did as kids to be sports fans, you know, some people don't even get to experience them as adults. So I can't thank you enough for giving us these opportunities to grow into these sports fanatics that we are. Well, if we wanted to go, you guys had to come. So (laughs) and and Daddy and I have always been sports fans. We've been a sports family and and uh, we've enjoyed it. It's been a lot of fun. Well, awesome. Uh, For all the boneheads, thank you for coming on. Uh, I love you very much. We love the Boneheads. Um, We're going to kick it over to Grant and Shelly to wrap up this Mother's Day Mom Pod edition. Uh, Thanks again for coming on. Thank you, honey. And we're back at the second part of Mom Pod 1.0, and we're sitting here with Mrs. Copeland. Welcome to the podcast, longtime listener. How you doing? I'm great. Thank you for having me. You're very nervous to be here, it seems like, but quite. we're going to get this over with quickly. Um, so we'll just dive right into it. It's going to be a little bit different, obviously, as you and Mrs. McFarland are two completely different people, but you've not been a sports fan your whole life like Cinny. When did your K-State fandom begin exactly? Actually, I have been a K-State fan for a long time as my father went to K-State and lived above kites for a time. Um, Also, my best friend in middle school had an older brother and sister that went to Kansas State. And when I was in junior high, she was on the Classy Cats. So we went to all the home football games. And... Your father was a yell leader at that very time. That I did not know that at all. Goes to yeah. show how little I know about. Yes, my own I parents. was excited to be a cheerleader in junior high, and all I did was watch the yell leaders. My future husband. How oh about my that? Goodness, what a twist! So, what are your first memories of K State sports, like as a whole? Um, when we got our season tickets early on, I remember mostly you running around down the bottom with Willie Wildcat. And I really remember a lot about uh, oh media day and having pictures with Kevin Lockett. I don't remember any of that. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> Kevin Lockett was awesome. I remember like running up and down the stairs a lot, but nobody was in the stadium, so you had lots of room to move. I think it's probably fair to say that it wasn't until you married Mr. Copeland that your fandom probably exploded. Is that correct. Fair? That is correct because that's when we first bought tickets, season tickets to football and basketball. So you got married in 1983. That gave you enough time to experience some good basketball before we 
you know, before football really took off, do you have any early 80s basketball memories? What was it like supporting basketball back in the day? It was fun. I remember watching the tournament and being in the Sweet 16 with Mitch Richmond. That's about it, really. <laughs> That's about it. Yep. So, all right, I guess <clears throat> over the next several years, you would have four four children, and the family as a whole would become pretty much completely saturated in K-State football. Did you ever expect us to be such big K-State fans? I did not. But having a husband that went there and children that went there, it was hard not to become super fans. Yeah, uh, we were and definitely we, super yeah, fans the, back in the, the day. The bowl game, all the bowl games were very fun. Lots of memories. What was your favorite bowl game that you went to, with I, or without me? We'll do without. Okay, without was the Fiesta Bowl when we went, just Dad and I, a forty-eight hour trip. That was only you only went for two days. We left Forbes Field at two in the afternoon. Got to Tempe. Had the game day and left, well, it was New Year's Eve, so there was a party that night, and I think our plane left at like 4 a.m., so it's very quick. But it was I, fun. I, I mean, I don't remember watching that game. I remember watching maybe like two plays, but I remember 90, 97, so I just remember being in the basement. I don't know who our babysitter was. For that two days, but Jessica. I don't know who Jessica is, but I just remember <laughs> just playing soccer in the basement and like emptying the entire basement and playing like soccer downstairs while the game was on. You did that a lot. That's why our basement looked yeah. as though it did. Yeah. Well, I had to. I had to hone my skills somewhere. So, what about with me, with the family? What was your favorite bowl game that we went to? The Cotton Bowl is the first one that comes to mind. I thought that was really the, f- the first Cotton Bowl we went to. This, oh, 96? Yes. Those, that's like my first K-State memory, really. It was fun. The big pregame breakfast. Yes, it, we had a ball. I, re- I remember the pep rally from that. That's about yes. it. Yes. That's about it. I remember the second Cotton Bowl pep rally in the snow. That was a good pe- I so I remember pretty much everything from the 2000 Cotton Bowl. That's the one where we were in the elevator with Kevin Lockett <gasps> and I forgot about that. Yes, we tra- we tr- followed him around the hotel. We were in the elevator at the same time with Kevin Lockett and I'm pretty sure it was Aaron. Not Aaron. Uh, Tyler. Tyler. It was little Tyler, Tyler Lockett. Tyler was about 4. Is that right? Yes. Aaron was playing. Aaron was Aaron was playing in the That's bowl right, game. That's right. I know that. Tyler was about four. There was another little kid in there then, because I thought me and Tyler were like similar aged. Well, maybe not. Maybe I'm, I remember I following Kevin into the swimming pool and just saying, "Kevin Lockett, right?" And he <laughs> said, "Yes." I was like, "Just checking." That's not creepy. That's not creepy at all. Oh, it was creepy, do. but it was fun. <laughs> all right. Well. What would you let's 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 focus on me a little bit? Um, do you have a memory of me as a young K State fan, aside from you know running up and down the stairs? Because I I do remember that pretty well. That's I had no interest in the games until one one year it kind of just clicked for me. But do you have any memories of me specifically going to a game with me? Many. 
Well, what? Give me one. Well, I do, but I can't ever remember who we were playing it like you happen. guys do. That's fine. I don't. I remember. I've unless I dreamt it that you got out on the field when the when everybody stormed the field, and I was scared to death we would never find you again. That's probably true. Um, I don't know what game that would have been though. I went out on the field. It was was it the one where we where they tore the goalpost down? Well, we did that a few times. Uh, I I just remember I was scared I'd never find you. I feel like I have memory of going onto the field in '98 Nebraska, but oh, and I do remember some of the best memories were after the football games, when you would go down on the, on field, the field and play. Yeah, that was fun. I was which you can never do now. No, you can't do that anymore. No, maybe that... you can. I don't know, but I and just then don't being stay there so long after the games that the players would come out and lift you up. Yes, I got. Yeah, uh, who threw you over their shoulder? Taco Wallace. Yes, came to our tailgate and picked me yeah. up and put me on his shoulder. Yeah, that just doesn't happen anymore. It does not happen. I'm surprised it happened back then. To be to be fair, I my first memory of you and I at a K State game. I don't really have any idea what the game itself was. I just remember it being very hot. <coughs> And we were sitting in section four, and it was like when the team was about to run out, and they the PA announcer was like doing his thing, like welcome, I don't know, the number four team in the country, your Kansas State Wildcats. I remember that part, and then you just whistling the way that you are able to whistle very loudly. Yep. In my ear, and yeah, it was extremely loud. That's that's what I my first memory of like going to a game with you. So we'll we'll try to wrap it up here. What is your best memory following K State as a, on a macro level? Well, I'm gonna have to combine the best and the worst together. Okay. Because the best was the championship game when we were so close to winning it and playing in the national championship and then having it taken away. So there was an extreme high and an extreme low. I don't know if I could find a single person that would say that that was their high. <laughs> no. That was a terrible night. But the high during the game when people were throwing oranges on the field was pretty high. Yeah, man. Miami lost. We're going to the national championship. You got two minutes left in the game. We should have won. So You're it right. was a high up until we the last won. two minutes. <laughs> That's an interesting answer. I would have never expected that. Yep, same. It's a good answer. And finally, we will end it the way uh, Cindy and Scott did. What were your thoughts when we, when you heard that we started the show, and what did you think when you started listening? I started listening immediately. In fact, your very first episode I was listening to in the grocery store when I saw Cindy, oh, and I really? said, "Have you listened yet?" And she said, "No." And I said, "You need to listen. It's awesome." And it's gotten progressively better. I think you have had great guests on. I don't know how you do it. I don't know either sometimes. We've lucked but, into a lot of it. But it keeps it interesting and, I, and a lot of good questions. And actually, I've learned a lot. Well, all right. I hope that we can keep it fresh for you week to week. And we'll try to keep the show going. That pretty much wraps up the first ever Mom Pod. Thanks for coming on, Mother. Happy Mother's Day. Um... Do you have anything you'd like to say to the listeners? 
<laughs> uh, let's see, boneheads, keep those good questions coming. Yeah, our next episode is actually a Q&A for May. So get in your questions. Um, that's going to wrap it up. Remember to check out my bookie and Seat Geek. Meet me at the Cathead. I promise you I'm going back to school I appreciate what you allow for me Tell the whole world about a friend of mine This little light of mine I'm finna let it shine I'm finna take y'all back to them better times I'm finna talk about my mama if y'all don't mind I was three years old When you and I moved to the shy Late December, harsh winter gave me a cold You fixed me up something that was good for my soul Famous homemade chicken soup Can I have another bowl? You work late nights just to keep on the lights Mommy got me training wheels so I could keep on my bike And you would give me anything in this world Michael Jackson left the end of the club But didn't get me on Curl, and you never put no man over me And I love you for that, mommy, can't you see? Seven years old, caught you with tears in your eyes Cause a nigga cheating, telling your lies Then I started to cry as we knelt on the kitchen floor I said, mommy, I'ma love you till you don't hurt no more And when I'm older, you ain't gotta work no more And I'ma get you that mansion that we couldn't afford See, you're unbreakable, unmistakable Highly capable, lady that's making loot A living legend too, just look at what heaven do Send us an angel, and I Thank you, mama. I, I wanna scream so loud for you. Cause I'm so proud of you. And I, let me tell you what I'm about to do, mama. I know I act a fool, but I promise you I'm going back to school. I appreciate what you allow for me. And I just want you to be proud of me. Mama said, life is like a box of chocolates My mama told me, go to school, get your doctorate Something to fall back on, you could profit with But still supported me when I did the opposite Now I feel like it's things I gotta get Things I gotta do, just to prove to you You was getting through, can the choir please Give me a verse of you, are so beautiful to me can't you see? You're like a book of poetry. Maya Angelo, Nikki Giovanni. Turn one page and there's my mommy. Come on, mommy, just dance with me. Let the whole world see your dancing feet. Now when I say hey, y'all say mama. Now everybody answer me. Come on. I wanna scream so loud. Second they get up, you gon' get that benzo Tint the windows, ride around the city and let your friends know Tell your job you gotta fake them out Since you brought me in this world, let me take you out To a restaurant, upper echelon I'ma get you a jack, whatever else you want Just tell me what kind of S-type Don the West like Tell me the perfect color so I make it just right It don't gotta be Mother's Day or your birthday For me to just call and say so loud for you, cause I'm so proud of you, and I, let me tell you what I'm about to do, you know I love you so, I never let you go, wrote this song just so you know, no matter where you go, my love is true.
Podcast Network.